You're listening to Living Millennial Podcast, a podcast that features and celebrates Black millennials doing amazing things in industries that they're in. We'll tap into all things trending and some that aren't. Let's get deep fast. I don't know many people who have that perspective. So I love that and I appreciate that. And one, one question I do want to ask, because you brought up we're talking about lineage, right? And we're talking about family. We brought up family quite a bit here too. Um, and I know I've had my own experiences or experience with um, with uh, thoughts of suicide and was able to get pulled out of that. Um, and I've definitely have interacted with people and have friends who have told me about their experiences and their thoughts past and current um or and and even folks who have opened up about current mental illnesses so depression anxiety um a list of things bipolar uh schizophrenia like there's a list of things that folks you know are luckily getting more comfortable in in um opening up about and letting folks know um but with that I think that has also led to some uncomfortable conversations in receiving that information, if that makes sense. So like as a person who's looking to support or as a person who is listening to someone open up about those things, I I would love to have a conversation and get some resources about like, how do we, um, of course, receive that info, but also how do we avoid potentially harmful and dismissive responses? Oh, yeah, so that's a great question because, you know, when we're talking about suicide, um, it, it, you know, people immediately, like, they freeze up. Uh, some people think it's contagious. <laughs> they they want to fight, flight, or freeze, right? They want to, oh, I want to get away from you. It's almost like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with, they, with AIDS in the 80s, it was like, what? I don't, don't want to <laughs> be around you. Um, uh, but fortunately, more people are talking about it. And, and that's the beauty of art, too, is that uh, it's, you know, a lot of movies, a lot of music, a lot of artists are now singing about it. Demi Lovato has a new, um, you know, Justin Bieber is talking about what he's uh, been struggling with. And, and so we see that, you know, money, fame, all these external things aren't, aren't the solution. Um, and then you have like the Anthony Bourdain and Kate Spades and, and, and things like that. So, uh, but to answer your question, how, how do we, how do we, when, so first of all, if someone comes to you and, and they say that they are, you know, having thoughts of suicide or wants to end their life, our tendency is to want to fix it and to say, hey, your life is amazing. It's great. Why would you want to do that? Or, uh, you know, you can't leave your, your dog behind. And, you know, we, we go into fix it mode, fix it mode, fix it mode. And really the, all you have to do is say, tell me more. Two words or three words. Tell me more. Right. Mm-hmm. That's leaning into the curiosity mm-hmm. when, when we don't really know what to say or or how to fix. Uh, that's, a, that's when we lean into the curiosity. Tell me more. It's such a it, when you get into an argument, when your girl comes home, uh, she's like, I, you know, I can't believe you did that. Or that, that. I'm so upset. I'm so angry. Uh, you know, I, I know for me, I used to, you know, be like, I'm out of here. And I like, you know, leave the house or whatever. And. Now I'll lean into, you know, tell me more. You're mm-hmm. upset. Tell me more about that. Tell me more about that anger. You know, um, I was, uh, you know, in Chicago walking down the street one night, and this was 15, maybe 15 years ago. And it was like one or two o'clock in the morning. And these two white guys were walking towards me. 
And one of the white guys called me the N-word. And I stopped, looked at him, and was like, say more. Like, tell, tell me more about that. And he just looked at me like, what? And I was like, tell me more, tell me more about that. You know, like, and really what I was saying was like, tell me more about where that came from, because you mm -hmm. didn't, you didn't start there. That's not your first base for you. Right. And so uh, when we're talking about someone wanting to end their life or suicidality or, um, uh, you know, anger, even, even racism, you know, uh, all, all this stuff is, uh, if we lean into curiosity first of, of just, man, just tell me more, like, tell me more about that. I really want to, I want to really, I really want to understand where you're coming from with this and where these feelings are coming from. And then maybe then I, cause until I have an understanding of what you're saying to me, I can't communicate with you in a, in an effective way. Right. And in class, your teacher would explain the lesson and then ask you to show the work to make sure that you understood it. And if you didn't understand it, then you required more instruction or she would have somebody else explain it to you. So then you, you did understand it, but we don't do that. We think you're an adult, I'm an adult, you should know better, right? And so we think the learning stops at 18 or 21. Oh, he's a grown ass man, so you should just, what what is me being 45 have to underdo and understanding you? You're an individual. Your experiences are different. I'm I'm it's not about understanding racism, it's about understanding you and and where this is all coming from for you. So when we talk about suicidality, lean into curiosity. Tell me more. And what you might find is they either open up and start sharing more uh, where the pain's coming from, a breakup. Uh, financial stressors, uh, you know, uh, depression, uh, they're angry about, you know, wh whatever it is. Um, and, or you might find that they have, there's nothing, they say nothing. And in that space, you say nothing. They, they let them lead the way. It's, it's not, the silence is not, you know, I, I think that's part of the, um, you know, you brought up silence is, is violence, Brittany. And I think that, um, it's, it's true, but not exhaustive because sometimes silence um, is um, holding space for the other person until they get comfortable enough to share and be vulnerable in front of you. And so a lot of times we're trying to scare people into being allies. Like, are you with me or against me? And if they freeze and go, we go, oh, you're against, I can't believe it's like, you know, like we, we don't give each other an opportunity to mm -hmm. take in what's just been said and to process and feel and think about how they want to respond and, and what it means for them personally versus giving you that robotic tin man sound bite. It's easy to be like, <laughs> yeah, I'm on your side, but are you <laughs> right? That so, <laughs> but so we're scaring people into being on our side and then we're shocked and disappointed when we, when they betray us when we never gave them an opportunity to breathe and to sit in a space because we're afraid of the space. We're afraid of the silence, right? Uh, but we don't talk about that. We don't talk about our fear with the silence because uh, uh, in a household, 
you know, I used to work at, like I said, I used to counsel inmates. If, if the prison was too quiet, that means there was going to be a riot, mm-hmm. right? And so in our lives, we've experienced that too, of like, if the household is too quiet, if dad is too quiet, oh, that means a storm is about to come. So we've mm-hmm. learned to become afraid of, mm-hmm. of, of the silence, right? Mm-hmm. But we haven't tapped into that. We haven't taken enough time with ourselves to realize that. So then we put it on the other person to make us immediately feel better. And mm-hmm. now we have this clash of the, of the titans uh, taking place. Uh, I have no idea what Not your question that. was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think, no, I, I, the, the, the question ultimately was like, how can we avoid potentially harmful um, and dismissive responses when people open up to us about, um, you know, suicidal thoughts or attempts or even open up to us about their mental illness, um, any mental illnesses that they may have. But I think, I know that answer was on point because, to go with what you're saying about filling in the space for the silence or go to go with your point about silence right and how we don't necessarily like it we want to fill up that space and that's I had some examples in my head about how we fill in that space or how we respond to people that are that is harmful so we'll say like oh I'll just pray for you or just pray about it or um you know, we'll ask more intrusive questions about, you know, what they're going through, um, or sometimes just, you know, not saying anything at all, but in a very dismissive way, like, or not saying anything at all towards it. So it's just, you know, what's the next conversation? Um, so I think that ties into, you know, the examples I had in my head of, of, of how we just, how all of that can just be harmful, you know, and, and can really, lead to uh or can really confirm the idea or the thought of someone having about feeling um unsupported and I think whenever I've what I've personally learned to do and it's not just in context of like folks opening up about any illnesses or or anything like that but what I've learned to do across the board is just ask folks how can I support you you know and even if you don't have an answer for me at that moment you know I'm always here to have, you know, to, to, to hear you out later. Um, but I think, yeah, I think I've definitely learned to do that. It's just tell me how I can support you and what you're saying about allowing space for that silence to happen in this context. I think that was beautiful because I, I can say I've done that as well. And that has definitely led to some very powerful conversations with, with friends and family. Um, and it's really strengthened um, our, our relationships and our friendships. So you answered the question. That's cool. <laughs> so, you know, and, and, and a tag on to that, because sometimes people don't know how to how they can be supported. You know, when they're heightened, when they're upset, when they're uh, emotional, when they're angry, uh, just, you know, feeling disconnected, well, that could be a hard question. And so the other question you could also ask is, uh, you know, if they say, hey, I'm thinking about I want to end my life or I want to kill myself. And you could just sit there and say nothing or you can say, Hey, can I can I sit here with you? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's it. Can I can I sit here with you? And and just sitting there with them until they, you know, one, you know, I go through depressive episodes. And uh one day Michelle and I were in a car and I just broke down crying. And all she did was she just held my hand and she said nothing. And we we were after we were driving to Home Depot. 
and we, you know, we get to Home Depot and she's still driving and I'm, I'm still crying. And we sat in the car until, you know, I, I cried it all out. And then we just went and got our two by fours and our, you know, the three eight screw or whatever. And we never had a discussion about it because I didn't need to talk about it. I just needed to feel it. I just needed her to feel, uh, you know, trust me enough to sit in a space. And, and that was it. Like it, it didn't have to be this whole, people think we have to talk, 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 but sometimes it's just about, you know, feeling um, uh, centered enough, grounded enough to just hold the space. Mm. Snaps, snaps, snaps. I love that. That's beautiful. That's, that's beautiful. Ooh. Sorry, go ahead. I, need both of you to know <laughs> that my notes have turned all different kind of angles. I had to separate from the, <laughs> from the legal pad. <laughs> oh my goodness. Man. I, I will not verbally add <laughs> because I feel like what, what the two of you have said um, is so profound and does not need to get muddied um, by what would definitely be me rambling. <laughs> um, but well, I, I will one say one quick thing. Oh, go yeah. ahead. I'll just say one thing that that the especially for those people watching <laughs> about five minutes ago when I looked like I was about to lose my shit again, <laughs> you said, Leo, fear of silence just as I was completing the E in silence. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness. So that it, I will leave it there. Um, you know, uh, to, uh, to backtrack to a little bit, because we were talking about leaning into curiosity and, and it really how to listen to someone is, you know, and I talked about tell me more, uh, you know, especially guys, but women also, I mean, we all have, a, we all struggle with sharing our emotions and, uh, and discussing what we're mm -hmm. feeling because a lot of times we don't know. And we grew up in households that didn't allow you to feel anything. And so mm -hmm. you become an adult and now, you know, you're in a relationship and they're like, what are you feeling? You're like, I don't know, because I spent 21 <laughs> years, uh, you know, in silence. I couldn't raise my hand and yeah. suppressing and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, just trying to survive in survival mode if you grew up in an abusive household that you, you, you're mm -hmm. detached from that. But um, mm -hmm. one of the ways to help someone click through their emotions and Navy SEALs actually use this. It's called mm -hmm. the five whys. Um, and I like to use this as an example because, uh, you know, like, especially for men, we have such a hard time discussing it, but this is, this is a Navy SEAL tactical uh, form of empathy where if someone says, you know, I'm upset, you know, you can say, you know, tell me more about that. Tell me more about you being upset, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the, that's getting to the first why. And then you go, well, I'm upset because, you know, I've been at this job for 20 years and I'm getting passed up for promotions and, uh, and I'm not getting paid what I deserve. Damn, you're not getting paid what you deserve. That's frustrating. Tell me more about that. That's the second why. Well, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, I, I just, uh, you know, I don't feel like I'm being valued. It's like, damn, you don't feel like being valued. You know, tell me more about that. Uh, you know, that's the third why. And so you're, you're, what you're doing is you're listening for their emotions. Like, mm. are they frustrated? Are they sad? Are they happy? Are they, 
you know, like what is the emotionally charged word that Mm. resonates with you? And you just go, tell me more about that. You know, it was like, Becky, she tripping. You know, she don't ever blah, blah, blah. Like, Becky tripping, tell me more about that. Well, the other day she was like, blah, 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 blah. Damn, the other day, has this happened before? Tell me more about that. Yeah, you know, like, and it's like, I just thought we was better than that. And then she would just went in and, I, you know, she ain't even invite me to the, oh my God, you, you know, you got left out. Tell me more about that. I just hate being left out. My dad left me out when I was five and he ain't picked me up. There and you like, go. Oh, right. And so, you know, when we get to that fifth, why? Now I understand uh, the why you feel racist. Now I understand why you feel sexist. Now I understand uh, your fear of commitment. Now I understand, uh, you know, why, why you why you drink, why you overeat. Um, you know, I understand why you always got to have people around you. Uh, why you so loud all the time, right? That fifth why. Now, now we can have a conversation, mm-hmm. right? But until we get to an understanding, how what I, I don't know what to, I don't know what to say to you. So when <laughs> like, when I'm working with clients, you know, we're we're clicking through. You know, they come in with it, what they think is the issue. And then when we realize that that's the tip of, that's literally the tip of the iceberg. And it's like, what's at the, what's it get to this? Let's get to the bottom of this. Let's get to the fifth why, right? And now, and then what you'll find is they will have the solution to their own situation. Mm. Nine times out of 10. Because all you've done is, when we talked about, just get out the way. Sometimes people don't realize that they got all these clothes. You know, Marie Kondo, you know, you watched that, uh, the, the, the minimalist, when she goes in to help people clean out their stuff, she makes them throw everything on the bed first. And then she says, let's get rid of all the things that you don't want, that you know you don't want. Let's get rid of all that stuff first, all the, right? And, and so then, and then we'll see what we got left and then see how you feel about what you have here. And, and then what happens is it doesn't feel so overwhelming. So that's all it is, is, is us taking the time to realize that our initial emotion isn't, you know, typically the real emotion. There's something mm-hmm. else going on there. And also to have the patience to help other people feel the same way. I love that. Yeah. Mm. I love that because it also helps us pick up our own feelings and disconnect from mm. like feeling mm. feeling like like someone's reason why if that makes sense right so like mm. or taking things personally let me, that's what I meant it keeps us from taking things personally because we are being very intentional and in digging out and digging out that why and knowing you know what this is it's not about me it's not on me there's something deeper you know let's 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 pull that out um and like you said before i think we both said this before but again if if folks don't have um if they don't have the answer for even for themselves at that moment um then that's okay right it's not our time to pry it out of them um because i think it's a, a practice of patience and a show of patience to understand you may not even understand. You may not know. Right. So, you know, we'll come back to this later if we want to. Um, Medisa's pointing because she knows that's my life. 
<laughs> I apply that often. She's definitely heard this before. Um, but but yeah, having that balance and that understanding and again, leading with the intention um, to do so. So um, I love that. And I, I appreciate all the, the lists and the resources that you've given us. This conversation, mm-hmm. um, this always, I'm not gonna say it always happens, but it happens often where I, um, when we leave a conversation and we feel so much, we just vibrate higher, even higher um, than it started. And, and this is definitely a conversation that's doing just that. Um, I think you've, you've, you've definitely validated a lot of things for not just the two of us, Mandisa and myself, before our audience as well. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm greatly appreciative of this. And thank you for, for joining us. We have one more question for you. Um, and this question is actually not just for you, but for our audience as well. So for those who are listening, for those who are watching, um, connect with us, find us on Instagram. You guys will know where to do that. We'll list that for you. Um, and then for our YouTubers too, uh, those are on our YouTube, go ahead and answer this in the comments. But our question to leave you with is, um, what does prioritizing your mental health look like in this chapter of your life? And you can get specific with this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking a bath in the middle of the day. Mm. Ooh. Just, just, just take a bath. Just, you know, water has always been uh, soothing for me. Uh, whether it's um, washing my car, taking a shower, taking a bath, uh, going to the beach. I don't like to get, I don't need to be all up on the beach. I'm not a beach person. I'm not trying to build sand castles or <laughs> shake all that sand out my shoe a week later, mm-hmm. uh, but the sound of waves. Mm-hmm. Um, and also mm-hmm. that also ties in my circadian rhythm of, I don't like the beach during the day. I like it. I don't like sunsets or sunrises. None of that interests me. I love the beach at night when I can't see faces and I can just hear the waves crashing. Mm-hmm. I love, I love the feel of the breeze that, that, that you know, nine, 10 o'clock at night, that, that, that ocean air, that breeze that hits you. Um, there's, and there's a calmness. Uh, there's, there's a calmness, but there's also an intensity of the waves, right? Because uh, there's something about the moon and the tide. Uh, you, can, you, can, you can feel the power of the ocean, uh, but also like appreciate the beauty without the distractions of, uh, you know, a lot of people running around playing volleyball and, and all that stuff. Um, so, um, it's, it's about really recognizing, um, the part of it that resonates for you. And I, and I mentioned that in that, um, a lot of times we have an all or nothing attitude towards things and we don't take the time to realize the part of it that, uh, we do love. Right. So, um, when people say they want to kill themselves, uh, sometimes I respond with what part? What part of yourself do you want to kill? You know, wow. what part of yourself doesn't work for you? Mm. Um, when people say, I hate Chinese food, what part? What part of Chinese food don't you like? You know, is it the, is it, is it the, 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 the restaurants? Is it the servers? Is it the saltiness? Like what part? When you say you hate, like Chinese food is such a vast um, <laughs> uh, assortment of foods to be like you hate all like when people say I hate black people I'm like which ones which black which black person because I know you don't hate Michael Jordan I know you got the last dance queued up in your thing right I know you watched the Fresh Prince of Bel Air so which ones 
right? Right. Let's get specific, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when you say you hate me, what part? What part mm-hmm. do you hate? Because you don't hate all of me. Are you mad at my eyebrows? Am I, were my eyebrows interfering with you getting <laughs> things done? So to, me off, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> to break down things in parts, um, you know, personal example is uh, Michelle is a, is a, is a, she's a, she's tactile. She's a toucher, right? And I don't like when people touch me. Mm. I don't like that. I like, I, but I do love being held. Mm-hmm. Right. But I like, I like, like, we can, can we just hold and stay here? Mm-hmm. But she, you know, she handsy over there, you know, she a freak, <laughs> you know, I'd be like, Hey, 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 hey. wheel of that, right. you know, right. I, you know, she, she's trying to feel school. that workout put in. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so, but you know, a younger Leo would have been like, you know, ah, don't touch me, but mm-hmm. it's not that I don't like to be touched. It's like, there's a certain way I like to be touched. So what mm. part of the touching doesn't work for you? What part of our conversation doesn't work for you? Mm. Uh, so lean into, you know, part, that's part of leaning into the curiosity of like, what part? What part of the movie didn't you like? What what yeah. did you like? Mm. What part? I love I that. I love that, right? <laughs> I also love, love that, that as, a, as a tool for self because you, you, uh, mostly been speaking of it in the context of, of how to how to um, stay curious in in response to other people but that I, I that's really hitting me as a tool to to go okay why do I feel like this because I I'm also I'm a very I'm a very physical communicator and I I process best by talking things out whether it's me talking to myself at two in the morning or (laughs) (laughs) which is like that's my zone (laughs) or if it's me calling a friend um which is is also another thing that I'm learning to do more often these days that I don't have all the answers I don't need to have all the answers I don't need to solve everything by myself Mm. um but being being able to to keep digging curiously and lovingly and compassionately with myself on okay, but why? Yes, and why? And to really say to myself, say more. Mm, say yeah. more. Mm-hmm. Who you get that say so, more from? You. <laughs> I'll say that with the quick, say more. Huh? Say, say or more. say that differently. Say that differently. You do, you do. Say that differently. <laughs> now, is that something yeah. that you're prioritizing? Like, you know, kind of like that self uh, processing or that that analyzing is that what you're processing or sorry is that what you are prioritizing right now as far as your mental health is concerned me yeah yeah girl. Oh, wait, you talk Maybe. oh yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's why i was like <laughs> I, was I, know, I was confused asked. too i was like did i did i'm I sorry yeah, she's like <laughs> didn't she just yeah i'm sorry that's for mandisa she's gonna answer and then i'll take care i'll end it out go ahead <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I would say so, um, because I, I've had to do quite a bit of, 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 of um, digging in with, with myself more, um, especially with, with this, this role of, of where I'm so used to, be. I, I was telling my brother this, um, and every time I say it, like, uh, my brain goes to the gutter and I go, haha, but anyway, like, I'm a great number two, like, I am a fantastic supporter. Um, 
but now I'm, I'm in the driver's seat. Um, and so there's all these things of doubts and like I was saying, expectations earlier. And I have to, throughout the day, go, okay, why do you feel like this? Why are you second guessing yourself? If you were in this other pair of shoes, how would you respond? And so I, I have to keep mm. asking myself um, in, in a way of one, of staying curious and two, to also kind of separate like what's rational <laughs> and what's a little irrational where I'm going, maybe you're being ridiculous. Just do the thing, send the email, ask the question. So, yeah, Get clarity. Well, I, and I, I, Beautiful. It can, I, I like to add on to that, Mandisa, uh, because a lot of times, um, you know, I, I know I talked about the five whys, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but the, the um, but asking someone why can actually make that person defensive. Like, why mm -hmm. you come home so late? Why, why, why didn't you pick up the phone? And and so what happens is when we ask ourselves why, it's a challenge for us to answer it because it makes us defensive uh, towards ourselves also. Mm. And so, uh, although I understand the intention towards asking yourself like, why am I anxious? Why am I blah, 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 is instead to support your anxiety. It's to mm. say, of course I'm anxious. Like I got, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a number two. They got me as a number one. What are they thinking? I got 20 people on staff. Uh, the, the memo's not done. Uh, the, the project's not built. My contractor just left. I'm in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Ticket sales are down. Uh, my, my mom called me, said there's an emergency. She won't tell me what it is, but I bet it's not an emergency. But what if it is an emergency? And I got to call my mom. Like, you know, so then when you support the ridiculousness of your emotions, now you've flushed it all out. And basically mm. you've, you've clicked through the five whys of like, mm. here's like, of course I ate a bag of potato chips. I, you know, I only slept five hours last night. I had to get up at five o'clock this morning. Um, I didn't take a nap. The day, my, my middle of the day was uh, thwarted by the audition. I didn't plan for it taking as long mm. as it took. I wasn't hydrated, which is why I'm drinking so much water. I, I know it's always rude. I got this huge thing, but, um, <laughs> but I, I, I thirst easy because I think because I talk so much. But um, but so of course I ate a bag of chips. Of course I'm drinking a, a half thing of water. I just ate like a whole bag of salt. So it's like, <laughs> and, and, and so to learn how to support ourselves and validate how we're feeling. Um, mm -hmm. Of course I yelled at you last night. Like, you know, uh, I didn't work out today. I didn't get all my angst out the way I typically do. And then mm -hmm. what happens is you start to, re what it helps to do is remind yourself of your coping strategies of, the tools and techniques and skills that you have in place to keep you uh, from becoming undone. And it's not to say that there's a 100% hit rate with that stuff. Allow mm -hmm. yourself a little room to be messy. Um, mm -hmm. However, uh, if we can get 80%, then, you know, hey, that, that's enough <laughs> to get into a decent college, right? Let's go. Hey, 80-20, 80-20. Yeah, yeah, there it is. I keep there hearing it. <laughs> principle. Let's do it. Yes, these get degrees. Um, I... <laughs> <laughs> um I'm gonna I'm gonna answer the my our my own question but I do want to even add to that like what you all are saying is reminding me of like meditation and how mm -hmm. you know when you when you actually go to like classes and you go to professionals and what what new folks or what beginners will expect to do is like shut our minds off but what professionals tell us 
to do is allow those thoughts to go through. Whatever is in your mind, let it go through. Don't try to stop anything. Just allow, just process it. Just allow it to go through. That's the purpose of it. And, and it, it works. It does bring so much clarity. Don't try to stop any of your thoughts just let them roll through. So I love that you, you mentioned that, like address, you know, al- allow that anxiousness and whatever those feelings are, allow those to go through, but then also move forward with um, accountability. So I love that. Um, and so what I'm doing right now to prioritize my mental health in this chapter of my life in chapter 31, um, honestly, I am, I've, I've, like I said, I've started therapy and I am taking it seriously. There's a lot of things that don't take serious in my life, like dating. <laughs> but I'm taking, I, I'm definitely taking it serious. Um, and I'm doing that because, um, you know, there's there's definitely relationships in my life where I don't feel heard. Um, even though there's relationships that I carry that I feel fulfilled in, Um as I said before, there's things that I identified that like, I just, I didn't, I didn't always walk away feeling heard. Um, and sometimes that can add confusion and yeah, so I'm, I'm taking therapy serious, but the main thing too is realizing that I also don't have to take everyone's feedback as much as I love to hear people talk about me and tell me about myself and say, oh, you are this kind of, I really do. I love to hear people tell me what kind of person they perceive me as, right? Um, and, and, and how they, yeah, just what, what they're grabbing and what they're grasping as they interact with me. Um, however, a, a term that came to me or really an affirmation that came to me some weeks ago was, you know, know so much about yourself that you know not to receive everyone's feedback. Because I used to do that. I used to hear people say, well, you're this, da, 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 da. and sometimes that can really just come off of, that can really come from folks own trauma, right? Sometimes they're, they're looking through their trauma lens and they feel some type of way of how I may um, even when I ask a why sometimes, um, or try to get clarity or say, say more, um, that doesn't always receive well from folks, but I can't re- always receive that as, well, then I, I should just not do it at all. I'm gonna take that feedback and I'm just going to keep that, you know, keep that out of my life. So right now I'm putting at the forefront, just being very mindful of the, the feedback that I am receiving. So I don't have to sit up until three or four o'clock in the morning trying to analyze, okay, what is, what, what else do I do? <laughs> and that's been helpful. It's been, it's been very, very helpful. Um, and hopefully our audience, you know, if anyone's receiving or anyone's um, having similar thoughts to mine, Mandisa's, uh, Leo's, any of ours, let us know, like, how, let's, let's start a conversation about it. You guys know to hit us in the DMs at Living Millennial Productions um, on Instagram. And let's, you know, let's, let's talk about that. Yes. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Yes, indeed. But thank you so much for, again, for joining us. This is, this was, was, is an amazing, amazing conversation. Your energy is very much appreciated. We would love to have you back. Um, yeah, if you're open. (laughs) Yep. We would love to have you back. Um, <laughs> let our audience know, let our audience know where they can find you um, and even continue a conversation with you. 
for one-on-one coaching, you can go to thrivewithleo.com. That's for one-on-one coaching. Uh, my podcast is on Spotify. It's on all the podcast outlets um, before you kill yourself. And then uh, on Instagram, leoflowers2000. Uh, you can hit me up there. And then my website, leoflowers.com, if you just want links to all my podcast, social media, all that stuff. Um, so Thrive with Leo or leoflowers.com are the, the two ways to, to connect with me. Awesome. And we'll be sure to put that in the description, um, not just on the podcast, but also on our YouTube. Uh, don't forget for our listeners to head over to YouTube and uh, subscribe to our show. We're, we're new here. And we want friends and we Come need to say, hey. <laughs> Come say, Hey, we want a whole I bunch of friends. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if you, <laughs> if you like this podcast, or if you like this episode, be sure to share with your friends, with your family, um, you know, with a stranger, whoever, whoever, you know, needs or wants to hear um, such a dynamic conversation as this one. Uh, don't forget to subscribe where, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now as well. And uh, we appreciate y'all so much. This is, Live a millennial. Thank you, ladies, for having me. <laughs>